Lord, we just ask that you bring your word to life. We thank you for your word, Lord, and we just uh, submit to you, Holy Spirit. We submit to the things that you want to say, the things that you want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I have many battles inside of myself, but one of them that the Lord has been bringing to mind recently is, on the one hand, I like to have things my way. Is there anybody who can relate to that? I really like to have things my way. But I also have this other desire that I don't feel like I chose. I feel like it's something that God's just put within me. And it's a desire to have fellowship. Like deep, intimate fellowship. When I think about when I was a kid... When I was a kid, I wanted to grow up fast. And the reason I wanted to grow up fast is because as a kid, everybody tells you what to do. Right? And so I wanted to get to where I could make the decisions because I like to have things my way. But here's what's so interesting. I was thinking of this recently. Every week, usually on Monday... I have it to myself, okay? I take Monday off, that's, that's my day off, and uh, Nikki normally goes to St. Louis where she works, and once upon a time our kids went to school, but uh, anyways, that's another obstacle I'm having to battle now, but, but normally it was just me at the house, okay? And um, I would spend that time usually out at the barn, outside, just, you know, doing whatever, but, but I was alone, and I could make my own decisions. Nobody telling me what to do. But here's the crazy thing. I would find that during that time, where my thoughts would go is spending time with people. That's where my thoughts go when I'm alone. Why is that? Because God has put within each of us a deep longing for real fellowship. Real fellowship. And we have that ability through the Lord. But it's only through the Lord that we can have deep fellowship. One of the things that we did this morning was we took communion. Okay? When you think about communion, first of all, what's the focus? The focus is Jesus. The focus is his sacrifice. Okay, But we're not just doing it you and him. You're doing it with us. When Jesus first laid out communion, when you think about the, the, the night before he knew that he was going to be crucified, and he talked about communion. He talked about this is my body and this is my blood. He was bringing the disciples together. And the reason he's doing that is because we are created for a deep longing for fellowship. It's who we are. We're made in the image of God. It's hard to understand, but what Scripture teaches is that God is three in one. He's one, but he's three. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He, from the very beginning, was in fellowship with 
Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so when you and I were created, and we were created in His image, we were created as an expansion of that. You are created for fellowship. Now, when you don't have genuine fellowship, and, I, and I'm not just talking about being in the presence of somebody. I'm talking about genuine fellowship. I'm talking about really connecting with someone. You are going to have a longing for it. Because it's the way that you were created. But here's the thing. There's a battle that each of us have inside of us. And that battle is this. We want our own way. And we want what we want. But when you think about fellowship, okay, going back to communion, the very thing that enabled us to have fellowship was that Jesus said to the Father, not my will, but your will. That is the avenue into fellowship. But within us, because we want our own way, there is this obstacle to fellowship. Now, not only that, but let's talk about our enemy for a second, okay? Let's talk about Satan. Satan's a created being, and what Scripture declares is that from the very beginning, before he chose evil, he was a servant of the Lord. And so therefore, he enjoyed fellowship with the Lord, and he enjoyed fellowship with fellow servants of the Lord. But there was a battle that raged in him. He wanted something he didn't have. Because over him was God. And God was receiving all the glory and God was in charge and God got to call all the shots. And so he had this wrestling match. He wanted fellowship because God put it in him, but he made a choice. And his choice was, I'm going to try to take the spot of God. And when he did it, what did he lose? Fellowship. He lost fellowship. He's lost it forever. Satan will never have genuine fellowship. Even if he's in the presence of someone else, he will never have genuine fellowship. Think about that for a moment. What if you were never able to have genuine fellowship? I mean, we've experienced a little bit of isolation in this last year, right? I mean, we've taken fellowship for granted. I mean, just the fact that we're able to gather together here, I mean, we're a pretty small group, but this is really rare what we're doing right now. Amen. Throughout all America. I mean, throughout all America, people are either isolating in their home, or they're spaced out, and they're not really connecting with one another. They're not really having fellowship. I mean, they're seeing one another, but they're not really connecting. And for the first time in our lives, we're finding out how much we need fellowship. Like we really need it. But the enemy will never have it. And so like a rotten, spoiled kid who doesn't have something, what do they want for other kids? They don't want them to have it either, right? I mean, if I can't play with the toy, I'm going to destroy it so that you can't play with it. And that's exactly what he did with Adam and Eve. When you go back to the garden, what did Adam and Eve have? They had fellowship with the Lord. Like in a way that you and I long for. They had it. But what did the enemy do? 
He came and said, oh, you're missing out. You can have so much more if you just go over and partake of this thing that God has told you not to. Oh, and it looks so good. And so what did they do? They went and partake. What happened? They lost fellowship. Suddenly they're running for the bushes. They're like, hey, I'm naked. Nobody told me. They're trying to cover up, right? And that's where we find ourselves because of our sin. We find ourselves running from one another, trying to hide. We don't want anybody to see our sin. We don't want anybody to see what we've done, see what we've seen, see, be able to see what we've thought about. We hide. But the reality is, we long for this fellowship, and so we're in this wrestling match. But God has the cure. <laughs> and the cure is through Jesus. And it's through His blood. But here's what we've got to give up. And here's what I've got to give up. I must give up my will. And I must say, Jesus, your Lord. You, you get to lead my life. And when I do that, here's what happens. We are able to have genuine fellowship. So, I don't know if you've ever thought about that. That you have a longing for fellowship. Maybe you have. But if you haven't, I hope that you're seeing that. You, you have that, whether you've realized it or not. Now, my next question is, do you feel like you have that? Do you feel like you have genuine fellowship with people? Because most of us don't. You know, right now, I, I've said this before, uh, for those of you who know George, his father passed away, and they're having a funeral today that we're going to be a part of later on. And... Um, I actually like funerals. Is that morbid or what? I like funerals. Here's why I like funerals. You get to have genuine fellowship with people. People forget about all the stupidity that they want to argue over. I mean, right now, our nation is divided and we're all with people we love. We, we sit around family gatherings and we sit around and argue over stupid stuff. But you know what? When it comes time to a funeral... Nobody does that. Well, I mean some places, okay. <laughs> or I've been to a few, okay. But most of the time, everybody forgets it. Nobody cares. Because all of a sudden, we are focused on what matters. And that is a connection. Who cares that you and I are a little different here? Forget about that. We realize what we really long for, and that is that deep connection. Well, what if we could have that deep connection more often? Because I believe we can, and I believe I can, but I must be willing to not insist on Kirk having his way. Because again, I, I go back and forth. I, I get frustrated when I'm around people a lot because I want my way. I get, I get tired of making decisions based on everybody else. And so I start thinking, I, I need to get alone. I need to get alone. And then I get alone, what do I think about? I think about being with people. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? But again, the solution is when I go to the Lord and I submit myself to Him, I am able to find fulfillment. And we are able to find fulfillment. And this morning what we're going to do is we're going to look at a part of Scripture where some of the best fellowship was had outside of the Garden of Eden. And it was had because people 
had first of all gotten a glimpse of who God is. And they had partaken of the Holy Spirit. That is, God was living within them. And what happened after that point was, you had a group of people who stopped thinking about themselves. And they started thinking about everyone else. And so out of that was, you had people serving one another. I mean, what if that were possible? What if it were possible that you and I could serve one another and so I don't have to keep thinking about what I want all the time because there are other people thinking about it. I mean, it is so much better when somebody gives you the desire of your heart rather than you going after it yourself. I mean, there's nothing like it. I mean, to, to, to be like, Holy cow, you thought of me? You, you, you thought of me in that way? You went out of your way to try to fulfill a desire of my heart? I mean, those things grab you. I mean, right now, this is October. I still have cards in my office from my birthday in August because it means so much when somebody thinks of you. And I find the older I get, the more it means. I, I, I'm, I'm less focused on experiencing something I haven't experienced before, and I'm more focused just on genuine fellowship. All right, let's go to the Word. Um, in Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 42. Just after the Holy Spirit has come, uh, Jesus has been crucified, he's risen from the dead, he's reappeared to the disciples, now he's gone on into heaven, he's ascended, the disciples were gathered together, they were praying, and then, whoof, down comes the Holy Spirit and he fills the people. Out of this, there were all kinds of people that came to the Lord. In verse 41, right before our text, it says, Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. So you had this small group that was praying, seeking the Lord, and the Holy Spirit comes, and it's just expanded. Now, out of that, though, comes this deep fellowship like we haven't seen since, I would say, the Garden of Eden. In verse 42, it says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Now if you were to go back through there and count all the times that fellowship 
and sharing and words like that are mentioned, it's all through there. There was this fellowship and this sharing. And notice it says, they sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. Now, why were they doing that? Had somebody got up and preached a convicting sermon and said, you need to sell everything you've got and you need to give it away. And people are like, oh, okay, I'll do that. That's not what happened. What happened was they were filled with the Holy Spirit and all of a sudden they're like, you know what? I really don't care about this stuff. What I really care about is the people next to me and I want to bless them. You know, again, I, one of the things the Lord keeps showing me, whenever you don't have something, you tend to really desire it, right? You know, you, you focus on it, you don't have it, and you're like, oh, life would be so great if I had that. But, but one of the things that I've been seeing in my life recently, that I've almost reached a point where I have everything that I ever dreamed of as a kid. I'm to that point. But here's what I'm finding. It's not bringing me near the joy that I thought it would. As I'm sitting around and I'm, in, you know, quote, enjoying all these things, it's really not fulfilling me. And so, if you haven't gotten to that point, I just want to share that with you. <laughs> there are no things that are going to fulfill you. Really not. The best, the most fulfilling things that you will find is genuine fellowship with people. But here's the reality and here's the pain. And maybe some of you are thinking that. How hard is genuine fellowship? And how rare is it? And why is it so rare? Because here's what happens. If not you, the other person, one or the other, begins to think about yourself. And then you start to make decisions based on yourself and you stop thinking about other people. And then maybe thinking about it, maybe not thinking about it, you go after something that you want, just like in the Garden of Eden, okay? And you forget about what it's going to do to the fellowship that you have. And then out of that, what happens? We get hurt. I, I mean, I'm a person, I, I mean, I, I try to act tough and all that. But one of the reasons that I'm such a recluse and that I, you know, push back is because I get hurt so deeply when fellowship is broken. Like it weighs on me. And so I'm, I try to stay back like, oh, I don't want to feel that again. But then there's this thing that God's put in me for fellowship. And I'm like, gee, I'm really miserable by myself. And so then I reach back out to people and it's this endless thing. But here's the reality. The reality is we were created that way. God created you that way. I mean, there have been times where I've become frustrated with my wife. I know it's hard to believe. She's so perfect, okay? She's very close. But I've become frustrated and I've thought in my mind, ah, I just wish I could show her and, you know, just walk away over here and say, I don't need you. I can be all by myself. And that usually lasts about four hours, maybe. And then I'm like, man, I really miss her. 
And there's this battle that goes on within me. It's like, oh man, well, I, you know, I might have to admit I did something wrong and I have to do, is it really worth it? And so, you know, maybe I'll go on an hour longer of not talking and kind of being over by myself. And then finally it's like, ah, I can't take it anymore. I've got to surrender my will and, you know, humble myself and all that stuff. Well, you know what? God did that for a reason. He did that, a couple reasons, to, to show me the path to humility, but also to show me the path to fellowship. It's the same path to fellowship with the Lord and with others. We can have genuine fellowship with others, but here's what it means. It means constantly laying our will down, constantly looking for how we can bless others, because the more that I look for how can I bless others, the more that I'm going to receive it myself. Because we're going to show one another that pattern. Have you ever been around someone who really lays themselves down and, and really doesn't think of themselves much? I mean, it's, it's, it's convicting. And, and you either want to get away from them or you want to draw closer. That's what people did with Jesus. Some drew closer because they saw what it was to lay the, your life down, and some of them rejected it because they don't want any part of that. Well, I don't know about you, but I want fellowship. That's what I've come down to. I've come down to uh, these other things in life, experiences, possessions, whatever it is. It just it doesn't bring the fulfillment. And so I want to share with you this morning that what will bring you fulfillment is fellowship. Fellowship with the Lord, because you can't have fellowship with one another unless you first have it with the Lord. Because there's these things that separate us. And it's when I have fellowship with the Lord, I receive forgiveness. And also, He shows me the way. He shows me things that will separate me from other people. That's why His Word is so important. That's why it's important that I follow His Word. You know, when I think about the nation that we live in right now and all the separation that's going on, why is it? Well, it's a result of us going our own way and saying no to the Lord, saying we know better. And the result is there's been more and more separation. So how do we bring that back? Well, all I can do is surrender my life to the Lord. I can't make anybody else do it. But I can surrender my life to the Lord and I can keep drawing back to Him. The way that we can have more genuine fellowship with one another is each of us surrendering ourselves to the Lord, but then looking for ways that we can bless each other. Again, they weren't doing that in this passage because, you know, somebody guilted them into it. It just was an outflow. They, they no longer were worried about um, their needs being met because they had seen that the Lord would provide for their needs. So if I'm grabbing onto things and I'm unwilling to give to others, it's because I'm not trusting the Lord. But I can live differently. I can live in a place where I give to other people, I look for the needs of other people, and the result will be I have fellowship with the Lord and I have fellowship with one another. That's what Jesus is offering each of us.
Father, thank you for the fellowship that